It's the Vikings. It's the Cowboys. It's crossover Thursday. It's Sunday night football. We're previewing it here on the Locked On Vikings podcast. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day. Today's episode of Locked On Vikings is brought to you by, since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty. Thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. So today is Crossover Thursday. Most of the show is going to be a conversation with Marcus Mosher of Locked On Cowboys. Really, really interesting conversation. I was very wrong about some of the things about the Cowboys, and like you can hear me learn it all in real time, uh, which totally changes my perspective on how their offense and their defense works, which will be really interesting. Um, And to kind of preface that conversation, a lot of what we ended up talking about was about kind of risky play and, you know, risk reward and being aggressive and stuff. And there was a mailbag question. I don't think I got to it on Tuesday. Um, If you are a uh, couldn't find the show on Tuesday, again, my bad on that. Um, The Something went wrong with the scheduling mechanism. It's up now. It didn't get up to like late Tuesday night. Um, So go check for it now if you want to hear that mailbag. But there was a question about if you are an underdog because you got like a bunch of hard games going on, should you play risky? You know, should you play a little riskier um, because you're a dog? And I, I think I either got to it and then cut it or I didn't get to it, but it becomes a lot more relevant. So I'll get to it now at least, which is that it is, I think, a pretty interesting idea i don't know if you need to go too hard on it because at a certain point you know you you kind of do the play that's in front of you if they're giving you seven yards underneath take seven yards underneath don't say hey i'm an underdog i'm gonna actually test the deep coverage right don't do stupid stuff in the name of this but when it comes down to it sure um you know make those decisions and here's the thing the cowboys are playing with house money right now um, they are way ahead of the house in in their world. They are in an absolute cupcake division. Um, you know, they are flying away with the NFC East. Eagles aren't going to catch them. Giants aren't going to catch them. Washington's not going to catch them. Those three teams all in t- the total pits and the Cowboys are good. Um, and so and, and Marcus kind of talked about this. They don't need this win. They don't need any particular win. Win 10 games, you probably run away with the division, and then it's just all about NFC seeding, right? Obviously, you want to win every game in front of you and stuff. Um, but the way that they, they're they playing is a lot more risk-reward. Uh, it's, it's a pretty risky way to play. Um, they are a very aggressive team. They, they do a lot of throwing deep. They do a lot of blitzing, stuff like that. They play very aggressive and it's led to them winning a lot of games 42 to 30 you know these shootout games um and it's just such a weird way to approach the vikings because the vikings like to play ball control games you know if it were up to mike zimmer every game would be eight possessions and i think as the underdog that's good for you right because that's a higher variance outcome so i don't want to get ahead of more of that conversation I'll, I'll cut to it off i'll cut off to it in a second um but i guess let's talk about the vikings injury report um as well where the vikings have basically the headline is dnp is michael pierce that we were kind of on michael pierce watch i hoped he would play after the bye he's still not participating still might be able to play it's you know not out or anything like that um but 
Obviously sucks to see him DNP. Also, D.D. Westbrook was a DNP. He had a wrap on his ankle. Um, he's been dealing with that. And um, I, th- I think he injured that in the Panthers game, if I remember. Um, also, Anthony Barr limited. Ben Ellison limited uh, with knee injuries, both of them. And then Alexander Madison and Adam Thielen also listed, but they were full participants. So a much shorter injury re- injury report after the bye. I think the bye comes uh, very nicely. Uh, uh, conspicuously, no Derisaw or anything. Um, no Bashad Breland, who had been dealing with stuff. No Amir Smith-Marset, who'd been dealing with a lot. Uh, no Dalvin Cook, with his angle injuries, not even listed. So a, a lot of much healthier players. That's really nice. Um, and we'll kind of see how the week progresses there. As for the Cowboys, um, the big thing is Dak Prescott, who was officially listed as limited with a calf injury. We'll talk about that with Marcus. Um, they also have Tyron Smith limited. Trevon Diggs has an ankle injury and uh, defensive endurance Armstrong limited and a couple of full participants as well. So they are st- both teams. I mean, coming off a bye, reasonably healthy. I don't think the game's going to come down to somebody had the wrong player injured. Um, obviously, it sucks to not have Michael Pierce if that holds, but we'll watch it as the week goes on. So we're going to go to the conversation with Marcus here in a little bit. But first, uh, if you've ever, you know, got on a road trip, the place to stop off and grab a bite to eat while you're on the way, or if you're just on the go or whatever, you got to go to Mickey D's. It's a place you always look forward to stopping. It's for something delicious, dependable. You know exactly what you're going to get, and it's affordable as well. So head to your local McDonald's, refuel, and reconnect. You got Wi-Fi, French fries, and coffee. I've cured many a hangover with Mickey D's, especially with their uh, their all-day breakfast. So go down to your local McDonald's and refuel. And thank you so much to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Also, let me talk to you about your car. Make sure you are taking care of your car. The last thing you want to do in these coming winter months is Halloween's coming up. The snow is going to start falling. If it hasn't already, I know some places already got their first frost in Minnesota. You don't want to get stranded on the side of the road and not have the stuff you need. If you need a tire kit, if you need an ice scraper, if you park your car and then suddenly, you know, it sleets and then the rain freezes and you got ice on your car, you need that stuff in your car. If you don't have it, get that for your kids too, because they're not going to think ahead and think of that themselves. Make sure you get all that stuff. And if you just need to get a repair done to your car and you want to try to save a buck, you can bring that part to the mechanic. You can order that part and anything else you need for your car at rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a car parts aggregator that lets you buy directly from the manufacturers. Just go to rockauto.com, enter your make your year and your model, and you can they will sort through their whole catalog and get you something that is compatible to your car delivered directly to your door. Uh, you don't have to ask somebody to look in the back and it'll take two to four weeks to ship and then you buy it and they upcharge you because they had to order it special or the mechanic's going to order it special and charge you out the nose for that. No, Rock Auto has been doing this forever online. They're taking care of you. So head on over to rockauto.com at checkout. There's how you heard about us section. Let them know that locked on sent you. If you don't, the rabbits will break bad. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And hey, real quick, before we get into the conversation with Marcus, the trade deadline show, uh, it is November 2nd is the trade deadline of the NFL. We got a live show at the Locked On NFL YouTube channel, breaking down all the moves with local experts, the whole thing. Just search Locked On NFL on YouTube. It will be from two to four central time on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel live. Come through and we'll break down all the trade deadline moves that happen. If there's a big old flurry of news right then, that is on November 2nd. From two to four. Now, without further ado, here's Marcus. Crossover Thursday here. I'm Luke Braun with Locked On Vikings. Uh, Marcus Moshe here with Locked On Cowboys. 
So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys. And I guess, well, now I want to talk about the defense because I have yeah, not looked it. much into the defense. All I know is it's Dan Quinn, so I'm assuming Pete Carroll cover three stuff. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong there, mm. I guess. Is I, I will. We'll actually start right there. This defense is completely different than really? okay. traditional Seattle. They run the lowest amount of cover three in the NFL through seven wow. weeks, which is they shocking. Away. Right? I think Dan Quinn kind of used some of the time off when he got fired from the Falcons last year to kind of reevaluate some of the things he did and some of the things he did well, some old, of the things yeah. he didn't do well. This is a team that runs cover one more than any other team in the league. They're going to they're gonna put guys at the line of scrimmage. They're going to be using some exotic blitzes, a lot of man-to-man. I, I don't expect to see a lot of drop into cover three zone in this game at all. Interesting. Okay, so man-to-man, and they and you mentioned before they were struggling against play action, which I guess makes sense when it's man-to-man. you got to recover for a long time there, and that can draw you out of position. Well, and they don't have the linebackers to do that. Like, Michael Parsons is at his best when he's going forward. Same with Leighton Vander Esch, same with Keanu Neal. Like, they just don't mm-hmm. have the guys that, you know, have the instincts to, hey, I'm going to drop really quickly, get in the zone, and get into the passing lane. They just don't have the dudes to do that. Got you. Okay, so that that makes things really interesting because if you're going to just man up, well, then suddenly that's Jefferson and Thielen versus uh, Trevon Diggs and who's the other corner? Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. Brown. Um, So how do you feel about those matchups? I mean, Trevon Diggs is like this superstar getting all these picks. Is he playing too risky, though? Like, is this going to keep up? I mean, how can you say he's playing too risky when he has, you know, seven interceptions already this year? I don't think that's possible, right? Uh, But he is a feast or famine quarterback. I think... Like the best example for him is like prime Antonio Cromartie, right? Where, yeah, he might get an interception in a game, but he's probably going to give up 80 yards and a touchdown. But with the way the Cowboys offense is playing, that's okay. Because that all works. they want to do is steal a couple possessions, right? Gotcha. Uh, so the matchup for Dallas is not great. Thielen and Jefferson should just cook in this game. But Dallas is going to try to be optimistic. You know, they're going to try to get some turnovers. They're going to force Kirk Cousins into some bad throws. They're going to, they're going to, Diggs is going to jump a route or two. And they're okay living with, you know, giving up 24, 27 points. Got you. So, yeah, you're, you're jumping routes, you're playing blitzes, you're playing this crazy aggressive thing. And it's kind of, yeah, live or die on it. So, is that what's, what's, I mean, there are so many games where the defense is giving up a ton of points. Is that what's happening where they're just taking all these risks and the teams that can punish them will punish them? Well, it's a combination of that and they've had the lead in just about every single game so far. They've had oh, okay. the lead more, almost twice as much through six games as they did so some all last time year. scoring and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So teams gotcha. are just putting up a bunch of points in garbage time and that's okay. Um, I mean, again, I think even in a neutral game script, you can get yards on this team. It's just, can you avoid making the big mistake on offense? Because if you do, Cowboys offense is so good, they're going to capitalize on it. And, you know, they can quickly turn mm-hmm. a game from 14-13 into 38-13, which is what they did to the Panthers a couple weeks ago. So uh, they're not perfect. They're not going to get a turnover, two turnovers every week, but they are opportunistic. God, that's such, that's the most fun way to play defense. That's the most fun defense to watch, huh? But you have to have an <laughs> offense that pairs well with that you can't right, you can't you can't win games 16 that, to 19 right? that way right they're just not gonna yeah. win games that way if it listen if this game is a 22 to 19 game the cowboys are probably gonna lose yeah well that's zimmer's best in that's <laughs> music to zimmer's ears he's probably gonna want to play that kind of game but i guess let's flip to the offense because boy those guys are scary holy crap <laughs> they're putting up 35 a game at least what mm. world uh so i guess i mean look dak prescott we we're pretty familiar with him he's got you know he does all the things you want quarterbacks to do, and he does them all well. Um, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper and stuff. 
Um, but I guess what I want to talk about is the run game. We spent a lot of time on my show yesterday talking about power run and how to defend power and stuff. Um, and it seems like, you know, they're one of the only teams with the horses to run, you know, pull two linemen out and, and run up, you know, power pound you in the mouth kind of thing and make explosive plays out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Tell me how this is working. Tell me about those backs. Well, it really helps that the offensive line is playing well this year. Tyron Smith is back and healthy. Zach Martin is healthy. Um, they also have two tight ends that they're not afraid to put out in the field and block, especially yeah. Dalton Schultz. Like he'll block your defensive ends. He'll block your linebackers. So that helps. They also have a pretty good offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore who's going to make you defend some weird things. Like I saw yeah. you tweet a, a picture the other day of Connor McGovern in the backfield, right? Like playing yeah, as a playing fullback. fullback and he pulled across the formation and le- and he was a lead blocker. It was wild. And it's not just a, Hey, we're going to do this once and we'll be done with it. Like there'll be games where he'll play 10 snaps as a fullback. And I'll also say, Luke, like, yeah, there, there's going to be a snap this week. I'm just telling you right now where the Cowboys have seven offensive linemen on the field. And one oh, of them is Lyle Collins, who is just a man after my heart. They're going to try to bully the Vikings up front. Um, it hasn't always been successful. There are some teams that have done a better job at kind of limiting their first down run success, but it is awfully hard to stop over the course of four quarters. Well, then we're on Michael Pierce watch because he's still, uh, he was DNP on Wednesday's practice with uh, the elbow injury that's kept him out a few games. So still DNP on the other side of the bye. Mike Zimmer did say he expected him back quote pretty quick. So maybe he comes along later in the week. So we're, we're definitely going to for that. Plan? Good. Um, he's more of a pass rusher than I think we expected him to be. And against the run, he's been fine. Um, he's a, he's a player. The Cowboys have had trouble with in the past, you know, playing inside the division. Zach Martin's even kind of had some troubles with him. So I'm keeping an eye on him in this one. Yeah. And the Vikings stole a lot of stuff schematically from Patrick Graham and the giants, Mm. um, which I guess will come in handy in you know, a game where you've seen that defense go up against the Cowboys a million times. Um, but yeah, on the outside, of course, you've got all of these scary outside things, but then you've also got Cedric Wilson and you've got, you know, reasonable tight ends to throw to Michael Gallup, of course. Um, so I guess here's a, a more philosophical question. If the Cowboys offense can score any way they want, and they probably can against the Vikings, they'll take something away. But if the Cowboys got to dictate what sort of defense they go up against, what kind of game they're going to play on offense, just offense versus Vikings defense, is it a run heavy, you know, pound you in the mouth kind of game? Is it and, you know, find the one on ones, go explosive kind of game? That's always the way I've been familiar with Mike McCarthy, where he wants to find a one on one and, you know, throw it over the top of you for 60. I think in this game, Dallas would love nothing more to protect Dak Prescott and not have him throw the ball a bunch and not have them move and just okay. run the ball down Minnesota's throat. However, I'm not sure that's going to work. And I'm not sure Dallas is going to completely lean into that for a couple things. Number one, Dak Prescott has actually had this game circled on the calendar for a while. Now you'll remember last year, Andy Dalton played and he beat the Vikings in 2019. They yeah. lost. I believe it was a Sunday night game. If, if and correct Dak me had the game of his life. He did game. have the game of his life but he felt like Jason Garrett kind of took that game away from him. You'll remember that he's correct. late in the fourth quarter. Yes. Remember Tavon Austin fair catching a punt? And I do vividly. I was beside yeah, myself. I couldn't yeah, and, believe they let us do that. And after the game, Jason Garrett threw Tavon Austin under the bus. And that's when the Jason Garrett era was done in Dallas. That's when the, the I mean, the players completely were out on Garrett because Tavon Austin is somebody who the players absolutely loved. He was a great friend of Dak Prescott. And I think he was mad that they they all felt upset that Jason Garrett lost them that game. 
I think Dak has a lot of revenge in this game. I think he wants to put on a show. Because right. otherwise, Luke, if this wasn't a Sunday night game against the Vikings and it was a Sunday afternoon game against the Lions, he's not playing. I'm, I'm just telling you, he's not playing. Oh, so I he's going to play through the injury. That's the other thing. We'll yeah, probably talk about I, that in a little bit. I, I think he wants to put on a show in this one. Got you. Yeah, so I have a, a few more questions just generally and some some topics I think we can discuss, maybe even debate if we disagree on them. Um, so yeah, let's get to that in just a little bit. Coming back with Marcus in just a second, but first, let me talk to you about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they taste like cheating. Chocolate peanut butter or chocolate mint or whatever. Absolutely delicious. Nine main series flavors. I recommend the sampler, which is two of each, but it's not cheating because it's got like four grams of sugar, four grams of carbs in that thing, and then like 17 grams of protein. It's even keto-friendly if you're doing the keto thing. So head on over to BuiltBar.com, enter promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You can get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all one word for 15% off at Built.com. All right, continuing on, it is Crossover Thursday here with Marcus Mosher uh, at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter from Lockdown Cowboys. I'm Luke Braun from Lockdown Vikings at Luke Braun NFL. Um, so yeah, I guess we should probably talk about the, the Dak Prescott injury thing because I haven't even asked you about that. So he is that everybody seems really, really confident that he's going to play, but is he going to be a hundred percent? No, he's not going to be a hundred percent and he might not be a hundred percent for a while. These calf strains tend to linger, um, but it is one of the positions where, listen, you can play if you have a calf strain. It's not like receiver where we saw Michael Gallup miss six games, right? You can might not be as mobile, right? Well, here's the thing. The truth about Dak anyways is he's not really mobile anymore. Like you watch Dak Prescott this year run compared to in previous seasons. He's got the schoolyard gene though. Like that's the thing I'm worried about. <laughs> it, like, I, don't, just, I, yeah, I mean, if he runs for 20 yards or whatever, I mean, I don't know. We've, we've let big running plays go to Matt Stafford before, but like it, this one, I think, it's just, I think the ankle injury has zapped a lot of his quickness mm-hmm. and he's okay anymore. Just playing in the pocket. So I think that's what you're going to see in this game. You're not going to see a lot of play action rollout stuff from him. It's going to be a lot of, Three and five step drops, get the ball out of his hands into the playmaker's hands. I I, I don't expect a hundred percent Dak Prescott at all. Yeah. And so Andre Patterson did a, a presser on Wednesday where he talked, he was asked kind of about like, hey, what do you do when you don't know how healthy the quarterback's gonna be? And you don't know if he's gonna be, you know, if you have to play contain on him or not, for example. Uh, and he basically said he is prepared they're preparing for full on healthy Dak Prescott. And if he's not and he, and he's playing different, they'll adjust. So that's interesting. They might end up kind of um preparing the wrong way if he ends up kind of not having um, the the full like repertoire that he usually has. I, I just would say, if you've watched the tape at all from the first six or seven games this year, he just doesn't really move outside the pocket much anymore. He's just completely fine manipulating the pocket, making throws with timing and anticipation and accuracy. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't think it's that big of a deal compared to like 2016 Dak Prescott. If he had this injury when he was a rookie, it would have been a bit awful. I don't know how the offense would have been able to function, but where he's at now in his career, I'm just not sure it's a big deal. Yeah, I have all these flashbacks of that 2019 game of Amari Cooper going up against Mike Hughes and catching impossible toe-tap sideline balls and everybody going, what a terrible cornerback play. It's like, what's he supposed to do? I know, I know. But that was like this crazy game. So that's what I, when I feel like, you know, okay, Dallas on Sunday night again, I'm thinking, okay, well, he's going to have the game. He's going to put up 450 and there's nothing you can do about it. And you're just going to have, but it seems like, this is such a like risk reward game and, and the Vikings have a lot of one in this game too, because they are, they feel very doubted and they yeah. are doubted and maybe with good reason, but they feel very, they feel like they're so much of a better team than they're getting credit for. So they have this stretch coming up. They've got Dallas and then they have to 
face, you know, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, Justin Herbert, Chargers, and then they get the Packers. So they have this crazy stretch going up that we're all really, really worried about. And they're right. going, all right, bring it. Let's show, let's prove that we're a good team here. So I think both these teams are like real hungry. I think from a Cowboys yeah. perspective, we're really interested to see where Micah Parsons play, uh, plays. Do they use him on the edge to try to create some pressure? Or do they use him as a middle linebacker to help try to take away the run game? I think where Parson plays will kind of give you an idea of what the Cowboys think about the Vikings offense as a whole, and especially Kirk Cousins. It's interesting. Like if I were preparing, if I were in the in the Cowboys room, I would tell him not to do that, not to not to blitz all day. Because what, yeah. what we saw when they played Seattle, um, if you watch that week three Seattle mm-hmm. game, um, they blitzed and stunted and gamed and did all this stuff. And the offensive line basically blocked everything up. And the Seahawks got absolutely wrecked by the vibe. They moved the ball every, every down. Um, and the next week Cleveland came to town and Cleveland is this rush for man up team that doesn't do anything fancy at all. And the Vikings just totally screeched to a halt. Um, if you can get pressure with four, that kills the, that is, this kills the Viking. Um, but blitzing, that's like, the they, with they've Dallas. been really good at throwing hot. They've been really good at their blitz yeah. counters and at, at adjusting their protections and stuff. Um, and and I, so, yeah, I don't know if that's the game plan against the Vikings, well, but if that's the way they want to play, it's the identity. Is the identity. Right, right. What's going to be tough about the Cowboys is they don't get a lot of pressure with four unless it's Randy Gregory just screaming off the edge. Hmm. The other three guys just don't do a ton. Osa Digizua is a pretty good run defender, offers a little bit as a pass rusher. The other guys don't really give you anything. So I think if you're a Cowboy fan, you're worried that they block Randy Gregory and Cousins has all day to throw and he picks you apart. Uh, I'm really curious to see how Dan Quinn tries to attack them. Yeah, I'm very curious about that because I think so far, like heavy blitz teams have just not done as well against the Vikings. They're just they just have their pressure counters kind of well set. Yep. Um, but they don't have it very well set if you can rush for and beat the line. And the line, I mean, the Vikings offensive line has been a bugaboo for forever. So if you have a good, strong, powerful nose tackle, you can walk Garrett Bradbury right back into Cousins' lap. And, you know, if you can do that, then, yeah, keep seven in coverage and and take away the hot read. And then suddenly, you know, that's where you can spark the disasters. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, how do you think this one's going to go? Currently at Bet BetOnline, uh, Cowboys two-point favorites, road favorites, Sunday Night Football. What do you think? I think this is a really close game. Like, I, I really don't see Dallas blowing them out. And I don't necessarily see Minnesota blowing Dallas out either, just because Dallas does have a really good offense. But it feels like a game, Luke, that comes down to the final possession and final kick. Um, and I actually oh, no. I think I, I lean oh, no. Minnesota here. I know, he's talking about kickers here between these two teams is atrocious. <laughs> but uh, I think I do lean Minnesota, but I think it's a coin flip game. That's really the way I would call it. I think so. Here's the thing about the Vikings: they are they they took the Seahawks mantle of being incapable of playing a normal game. That five, six games, five of them have come down to the final play. Hmm. Um, it's insane. It's exhausting, and I apologize for your oncoming lack of faith in the sport. Uh, <laughs> that said, I think I agree. This come this one's coming down to the final play. I just don't see a world where it doesn't. Um, you know, primetime game. This is this is coming down to the final play. Um, I don't know. I think I'm a little bit too worried about that run game without Michael Pierce. I'm a little bit too worried about the cornerbacks. So I'm I'm not feeling it great. But I I think that two point spread is appropriate. I guess that's yeah. where I'll put this. I would yeah. I would lean Point's Cowboys like, a little bit, right? Um, but not a lot. And I mean, it's gonna can, be a close game. Anything can happen. Can we also say that this game is way more important for Minnesota than it is for Dallas? 
Dallas is minus oh, 2,000 yeah. to make the playoffs right now. Like The division can, is over. Oh, I mean, they could sleepwalk to Thanksgiving and they're going to win the division, right? There's a chance, yeah. but there's a chance, but before they play this game on Sunday, that the best team in their division is two and six outside of Dallas. Like, like that's a good chance, it's, right? It, like, it's a very good chance. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's so many catastrophic teams in the NFC. This is, I mean, this is going to be the two seven game, right? We're, we're meeting up in January again, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's a great chance. I mean, you think the Minnesota is only going to be a seven seed? They might be the sixth seed in this. They uh, seem, conference. they seem like cosmically destined to be the seventh seed specifically. So I, I see. I kind of think Dallas is going to settle into like the three seed because I don't know if okay, they're going to be able to. They just the problem with the Cowboys schedule is so soft that and the the division is so bad. I just think they're going to let their foot off the pedal a little bit once the one seed gets taken away from yeah. them, right? We could get to December, Luke, and they've already clinched the division. And how do you play the final five games of the year, knowing that it really doesn't matter if you're the two or three seeds? So I mean, I it think gives you Vi- a chance at the one, right? Like the Cardinals can't do this forever. No, but I, I think Tampa Bay is going to do it. Their schedule oh, is okay, so okay. soft, and, and Dallas already doesn't yeah. have a tiebreaker with them. But I, to me, this feels like Vikings Packers first round of the playoffs. I'm just just telling you right now. Oh, give it to me. Let's go to Lambo and get weird. <laughs> Well, hey, Marcus, uh, thanks so much for doing this crossover Thursday. This is a great conversation. Um, of course, we'll uh, talk on Tuesday, right? Yeah, we'll talk on Tuesday and we'll, t- we'll probably talk in January for some weird Nickelodeon game. I can't wait. <laughs> for your second listen of the day, check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. They're covering everything from the national angle. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson doing a great job over there. Go check them out. I will see you all tomorrow. We are going to dig into some of that stuff. I want to dig into those blitz packages Marcus talked about. I want to dig into um, some of the man-to-man stuff because I, and, and I told Marcus, I really don't think that's the way to do it against the Vikings. And if that's what the Cowboys do, that might that might be a, a throw. That might be a really bad idea that costs them the game. And I want to watch them tape and see if what I think will happen is kind of what's happening there. Seems like an absolutely insane way to approach a team like the Vikings. But hey, I'm not the guy that makes the big bucks. And maybe I'll come tomorrow and, and realize that I'm wrong. I'm super excited to investigate all of that stuff. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at NFL. Shows on Twitter at LockedOnVikings. Get me your bold predictions. We're doing that on Friday of course. So send me those if you have them. And as always, skull.